Well, all right. How's everybody doing out there? I'm Don Rakowski, and welcome to the Protection Plus Tactics podcast. I'm a former Marine, 10 years in the Marine Corps, decorated combat veteran, and I've got a lot of opinions, and that's what this show's about. A lot of the opinions that I have, I'm discussing those and getting your opinions as well. So today we're going to talk about a few different things. Uh, we've got a special guest, Austin Kiefer, is going to be joining us today. He is a uh, EMT, also works for the fire department. Uh, he's been helping out on the front lines with the COVID ever since this began. We're going to be talking about some of that stuff, what he's encountered, different things like that. We're also going to have some tips, some advice on what you can do throughout this. But before we do that, I want to get going and talk a little bit about COVID and what's going on right now. Because uh, you see that the, the focus keeps bouncing, bouncing back and forth from uh, the tensions in the country. We talk about some of the things that are happening, statues coming down, all kinds of different things that are happening. I mean, you know, Aunt Jemima just lost her place in history, and I don't understand this. And, and I really have to applaud uh uh, somebody and a lot of people think this guy is just a gun-toting redneck, uh, Mr. Ted Nugent. But he actually wrote a very good article about uh, Aunt Jemima, who her real name is actually Nancy Green, and a lot of people don't realize that uh, she actually uh, was, you know, the very first living, you know, advertisement icon in the United States. She was one of the first black millionaires, and she was a slave. She was freed from slavery, went to work, and became a millionaire. And, and, and so, you know, when we get to talking about some of the different things that are going on in the country and stuff like that, and people saying you, that, that there's a systemic racism and you can't get ahead because if you are black, then the, 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 the white, uh, you know, systemic racism in the country keeps you down. Well, no, here's a woman who was literally freed from slavery and in her lifetime became a millionaire. She was one of the first black millionaires. And uh, she was the spokesperson for, you know, she created that whole persona of Aunt Jemima, went and did promotions, went and did all kinds of things, and was also an advocate for um, equal rights and also wrote voting. She thought it was very important that everybody vote. But now we're not going to get that anymore because it's being wiped from history. And, and I don't think that uh, she deserved to have that wipe from history, but unfortunately that's what's happening. So we're seeing that happen across the board. But as I said, the focus keeps shifting from racial tensions to coronavirus and then back to racial tensions and then as the as the rioting and looting subsides well now we're having an increase in covid cases and everything else and i want to discuss that before we get to austin i want to talk a little bit about some of the actual numbers <clears throat> and this is the truth the actual numbers that have been reported the peak in deaths was april 25th since April 25th, we have had a decline in COVID deaths. And I also want you to understand that the way we record COVID deaths in the United States is different than other countries because we actually, if a guy died of a heart attack but had the COVID virus, we call it COVID death. And we've seen the cases also in the media where a person dies, you know, in a shark bite attack and because he, had, he was, you know, had COVID, it's a COVID-related death. Uh, this is skewing a lot of the numbers. So, yes... The actual cases are on a rise, but the actual death rate, death rate has declined. 
the daily death rate has declined since April 25th. So what that tells us is that um, I don't think that we were conveyed the actual information or anybody really even knew the actual information as far as the mortality rate because we were getting numbers as far as uh, as high as 4.7%, 3.4%, and we're still down around 0.02%. So uh, although the numbers of actual cases are on the rise and that could be also due to the um, rioting, due to the protesting, due to the not wearing masks in these situations, but also it has to do with the fact that now we've got um, testing equipment out there and tests are actually being done in larger numbers now. That all contributes to the increase of cases, but the reality is the mortality rate is actually super low because the cases are still declining every day in the United States. There is less, less COVID deaths. So with that in mind, we kind of take a look at that and say, well, I, I would like people to understand that you have a higher likelihood of dying from heart disease, stroke, diabetes, or cancer those things are still going to have a, a, a super high mortality rate. And actually, the mortality rate for those things, including um, also suicides, have went up since March because people haven't been going to the hospital, haven't been seeking care, getting treatment that they normally would. And in some cases, uh, that's what's causing their death. Instead of going to the emergency room for fear of COVID, uh, they sit through a heart, heart attack and then actually die from it. Or some other, there's also been cases uh, that have been recorded in California where um, people have died because they didn't get dental care. They had such bad uh, abscess and infection in their teeth that they actually died from it, not getting dental care out of fear of COVID. So there's a lot of things to take into consideration when we talk about the COVID. So now I'm going to introduce uh, Austin and bring him into the conversation and, and share some of his uh, insight. So Austin, why don't you give us a brief uh, you know, history about yourself. Tell us about what you do and who you are. Well, I was... Uh... I was in the Navy for six years. I was a hospital corpsman. I uh, uh, went ahead and uh, you know did six years in the Navy Reserve and then uh, deployed to um, the Middle East in 2016-2017 in response to the uh, uh, Operation Inherent Resolve against ISIS and uh, had a great time. I was the company corpsman for Marine Wing Support Squadron 371 and the 5th Naval, Naval Expeditionary Logistics Regiment uh, Fuels Company. I've also been a uh, first responder for quite some time, approximately six years now, and I have a lot of experience um, just running calls and being out there in the community. So. Tell us about some of your certifications. I'm a certified paramedic, fireman, um, I'm a uh, tactical EMS specialist, and uh, a lot of other things. <laughs> Right on. Uh, so one of the things that Austin also does is uh, he works with Protection Plus Tactics and helping us out with the uh, C and TEMSPRO classes. And for those of you who don't know what those are, uh, C is Tactical Combat Casualty Care and TEMSPRO is Tactical uh, EMS First Responder Operations Certification. So we're actually training a lot of first responders how to operate in uh, what we call hot zones, warm zones where there's an active threat going on and we're teaching them how to administer first aid and, and uh, life-saving uh, techniques while in duress under fire, those type of things. So just changing the way they do things a little bit based on some of the changes that have taken place with uh, 
uh, active shooters and things like that here in the United States. And also, speaking of active shooters, i got to mention, I, I've been talking about it on my podcast, and shootings are on a rise. Daily, daily shootings are on a rise. Just last night, uh, early morning, early Monday morning, uh, we had 12 people uh, injured and two people dead in um, North Carolina, uh, uh, Charlotte. So, uh, in Charlotte, I guess there was a gathering of about 400 people to celebrate uh, Juneteenth, and uh, somebody got injured or whatever, so the police were called, and right as the police were, were arrived on the scene, there's about 400 people, and multiple shooters opened fire on a crowd, uh, killing two people, injuring more uh, in the mayhem. Some people were struck by vehicles and things like that. So just as a side note, I want everybody out there, you've got to protect yourself. You've got to keep your head up. You've got to just kind of avoid certain situations right now that could lead to trouble. Um, response times are down, things like that. And we're seeing uh, these type of situations happen with active shooters more and more and more uh, as the, 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 the racial tensions and the COVID has uh, kind of taken over the country. So... Uh, Austin helps us teach these classes. We have a TEMSFRO TCCC class coming up here uh, at the end of next month, I believe, or um, in July. Uh, highly recommend people. This is where we're teaching you how to use an IFAC individual first aid kit and also uh, teaching you how to use tourniquets, chest seals, uh, combat gauze, um, how to put uh, breathing apparatus, insert breathing apparatus, NPAs. Uh, also do decompressions on collapsed lungs, things like that. So there's a lot of great information. Austin has a lot of experience and uh, really enjoys teaching those classes. So what have been some of your experiences, um, if you might, don't mind sharing with us, uh, being a first responder and dealing with some things in the COVID environment? <clears throat> yeah, sure. So um, basically the way we kind of run these is if we get a, a call where it's a person who has maybe shortness of breath, fever, um, anything that, any of those um, telltale signs of a possible COVID infection, the uh, dispatch will give us what's called a PPE alert or personal protective equipment alert. So what we will do is we'll go in, we'll have a full, um, more or less a, a biohazard suit <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell, have a N95 masks on, we'll put some goggles, gloves, and then we'll have basically a full, um, I don't know what you'd call them. Um, full body suit, huh? Basically. And you guys suit. are shielded up, you've got gloves on, you've yeah. also got face masks, everything else. Absolutely. Avoiding contact as much as possible. Exactly. So um, up here in Northern California, uh, have you experienced uh, very many COVID cases? Um, we don't really get updates too often from the hospitals. We'll, you know, transport a patient and then we just won't hear anything back from them. So um, if we have run them, we haven't really heard a lot of it right now. So. so if you do run, and this is something that is kind of interesting for me, just looking at this from the outside, is so you go, you're getting a dispatch warning with a potential COVID case. So you go through the, you know, you know, preparatory phase and, and get yourself ready to deal with that, uh, avoiding personal contact. And all. Then you administer care to the person. You then get them to the hospital or on their route to the hospital, whatever. But there's no follow-up with uh, whether or not that person actually did have COVID for your own benefit or being able to then self-quarantine and do things like that? Uh, we, we haven't gotten any updates really lately, no. Oh, so that's interesting to me. I thought that they would have definitely followed up with that, letting you know that, hey, yes, this person did have COVID. You might want to quarantine or take uh, preventive measures or get tested. 
get yeah. tested. How often have you been tested since this uh, started? Just tested curious. twice now. Twice, and, and so in three months you've been tested twice. That's good. Was that um, as a result of contact or potential contact, yeah. or was that just an initiatory type of thing? And then uh, like so the a, first time was to just kind of get a, a baseline, baseline. on who had it, and then um, this uh, we got one recently because there was a, a potential that we could have been exposed. So well, that's good to know that they're, uh, you know, at least when you guys are potentially exposed to it and they know it, that they are getting you the testing that you need. And that's the other thing is the testing is becoming more frequent now, right? Very frequent. And more available. So that's one of the, re would you agree that that's one of the reasons why we're seeing a rise in the cases? Yeah, I'd say that, yeah. I would say the more you test people, potentially the more the cases will rise. Exactly. Um, but I thought it was interesting to note that the mortality rate uh, daily death rate is still declining ever since 20 uh, April 25th yeah even though we've opened up the country and done some other things and I really don't think <clears throat> because we've been open now for about you know well over two weeks uh, going into the third week now June uh, 1st I believe somewhere around there but going into the third week if it does have a, a two-week in, in, incubative period we should be seeing uh, a lot more the mortality rate should actually be rising but instead it's declining, so I think that that's good news for everybody. And I think that it also lends credence to the fact that, uh, you know, I, I think that we can handle this without a lot of, uh, you know, shutdowns and, and things like that. Because I, I really have been comparing to the um, swine flu back in 1968 that killed over 100,000 people in America and over a million people worldwide when our population numbers were a lot different. They were a lot smaller then. So that had more of an effect on our country than this. And we didn't shut down the country. There was no vaccine that was ever initiated for it. And as late as 2019, last year's flu season, uh, they still had... Uh, cases of that showing up. So I think we're going to see the same thing with the COVID. I think it's going to be around. I think it's going to be something that's uh, we're still going to see in, in, in 40 years from now, we're still going to see COVID cases out there. But I think that um, the mortality rate is low. And I think that the, the herd mentality or the herd effect does take effect. I believe that. And you will start to see changes and declines in these type of things as populations are affected. What's your thoughts on that? Um, you know, the, the data is constantly changing all the time, you know, we'll get different death rates, different results. You know, when this first started, it was, you know, for, for us um, in the first responder world, it was very um, nerve wracking initially because no one, you know, um, it didn't seem like anybody really knew what was going on really. You know, it was like, okay, there's this new virus out there, it's killing people, all this stuff, and then we start responding to these calls and the death rate percentages were all over the place. You know, I think when it first started, people were saying it could be up to 6%, and then it went down to three, and then it went back up to five, and it was just all over the place. So it was kind of nerve-wracking initially, kind of for that first month, but now we're kind of seeing, um, yeah, like you said, a decline. You know, we're testing more people, which is making more people come back positive, but the death rates are staying generally the same. It seems, it seems like right now, so. The actual numbers that are being reported are actually showing a decline, a daily decline, ever since April 25th, which I think is fantastic for the people out there. I know that there's still people, a lot of, you know, that have uh, underlying conditions that are very scared. Um, I've seen, you know, fights erupting in, uh, supermarkets, uh, different places where people shop because one person doesn't have a mask on, you'll see them get ganged up on by like eight or ten other people saying, where's your mask, you know, and shaming them right out of the store. <clears throat> you'll also see in some cases where, you know, and this is out of legitimate fear. 
because uh, there are people who are battling skin cancer or simple things like that that we don't even associate with the corona but that does compromise their immune system and put them at risk so i think that this is good news for a lot of people out there who have been maybe hiding reluctant to do things reluctant to get back out there and i know that there was that period and i talked to several other you know because we do work with a lot of different departments um not just you know the, your department but we do work with other departments and i talked to some other first responders um, who were actually, you know, getting overworked. They were working too hard. People weren't showing up for shifts because they were scared. Uh, through that first three weeks, it was pretty hectic uh, from a lot of the people that I talked to in law enforcement and also in the uh, first responder around being firefighters, EMTs. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, is that changing? Are you seeing like a more stable work environment now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, our department um, didn't see a lot of that, but. Um, you know, it's, um, I could imagine other departments might have uh, experienced that as well. Again, like I said, when it first started, it was very scary. I could imagine people with families and stuff like that were very, um, very nervous. About Most of the people home. that talked to me that were expressing that in, in law enforcement and uh, first responders were from the larger met metropolitan cities. And uh, so there was definitely a uh, legitimate fear for sure. Um, and uh, but uh, some of the guys that I was talking to were saying they're just you know getting overworked. But they said that uh, like you that now things are starting to level out a little bit. So I, I, I kind of want to use this podcast as maybe an opportunity for people to maybe have a little hope yeah. right now and 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 do go do your own research and look at your own do your you know research your own facts right now. Take a look at some things and what you're going to find is that these numbers are on the decline. And, uh, you know, in, in my own personal opinion, I think that there was a lot of uh, um, overreaction in some cases. You know, I'm a little bit older at, you know, my age, and I've seen some things, and I, in my opinion, shutting down the nation's economy was a, a little bit of a, an overreaction. But, you know, if we can reduce the deaths, great. That's what we've done. Hopefully our economy is going to continue to recover like it has been over the last six weeks, which has been good news for everybody. And especially the last three weeks have been really promising for a lot of individuals, with the exception of the rioting and the, you know, just disregard for personal uh, property, personal anything nowadays i mean you know when we look at all the banning on this that and everything else and toppling statues and knocking over war memorials and and you know vietnam memorials and and just you know the defacing of you know generally our society and trying to erase things um with the exception of that i think that the economy has been trying to push back hard and I think that it will continue to do that. There's going to be a, a, a lot of businesses that are not going to recover from this, and we know that. And uh, it's sad to you know think that way, but it, it is what's happening right now. There's a, a, a lot of businesses that are not coming back from this. And a lot of people are, are having a real difficult time adjusting. But I think that the one thing that... Uh, We've got going for our favor is perseverance. We've been around, our species has been around a long time. Um, we've been continually evolving for a long time and I think we're gonna continue to do that. And I think we're gonna get through this too. So I was hoping, Austin, that you might have a few tips for some of the people out there. Uh, maybe if they're making a 911 phone call, information they can relay, or maybe if they find themselves in a situation, how can they better protect themselves with uh, maybe protective equipment, distancing, administering care, anything you can think of to help out our listeners? Yeah, of course. So um, 
When we first started this whole thing, you know, there was a huge influx of people buying those N95 masks, uh, protective glasses, protective garments, gloves, etc. So there was a huge national shortage right off the bat. That's now gone, more or less. You can kind of find masks and gloves and everything, kind of everywhere. These uh, manufacturers are really kind of kept up and caught up with the whole situation. Um, so definitely continue to keep doing that, especially if you have an underlying condition. And then on top of that, uh, just from my experience, my father's a... Uh, He's a type 1 diabetic, so I like to kind of try to keep my distance the best I can from him just because he is in one of those underlying conditions. So if you know somebody with yeah, an exactly. underlying condition, it's always best to, you know, take a little extra care when you're around yeah, him. exactly. So I try to, you know, when I visit him, you know, we'll take hikes quite often, but, you know, we'll kind of stay semi kind of far, not far away, too far away, but, you know, that general six feet and then... Uh, I'll try to just kind of wear a bandana just in case, you know, I'm, I'm responding to these calls and I want to make sure that he's okay at least. Um, and then my grandpa, especially he's in that kind of that critical age group, that 70, 75 and up club that um, really kind of gets affected by this. So recently I actually went to visit him. He was on this deck and I threw him a cigar and then I sat in his driveway and we smoked a cigar together and we talked together. So you can, you can still, because I'm a, I get all depressed when I don't get to visit and see people. So I try to make every move I can to at least visit the people that I care about. So um, I'm still seeing the people I love. I'm just taking um, precautions that we've never really had to do before, really. So um, you can still kind of do that. Just make sure you're kind of keeping up with that. And uh, again, I'm not in that protected group. I'm 26. I'm in excellent health. So, you know, for me personally, Personally, I'm not crazy worried about it, but you know, other people like my father and uh, my grandfather, who was diagnosed with cancer a couple years ago, he beat it and he's he's good now. But you know, um, I like to just make sure I don't want to be the reason that they don't make it through this. Kind oh, of I innocence. totally understand yeah. that, and you know, we've all got those relatives that we care about that are you know in that older age group. You know, yeah. I'm I'm kind of a borderline guy right now with some of that. You know, uh, you know because I have high blood pressure or whatever. You know, I'm yeah. an underlying condition, but uh, you know, I still feel I'm in good health and everything. And uh, I'm not worried about it, but I am worried about some of the people I come around in contact with that that maybe are a little bit older. So that's I think that that's great advice. Um, also, some of the things that we, you know, think about, you know, changing things a little bit. And I like how you put that, that, you know what, <clears throat> these, you know, like your grandpa, he still wants to hear your voice. He still wants to see you, even if it's, you know, smoking a cigar at 25 feet apart. You know, good for you. I, I, I think more people need to get out and, and spend a little time with the people that are important to them right now. And there's ways to do it while protecting yourself. Um, what's your advice, so to speak, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of fear about emergency rooms or even doctor's offices right now. People are putting off routine stuff, you know, like physicals and things like that, or maybe they've got some issue, but they think, well, you know, I'm just going to deal with that later. What's your advice toward, to those people who maybe are putting off something that maybe they should get checked out? Yeah, so I mean, like, if it's definitely something that's um, decreasing your quality of life, I would definitely get checked out. Like, you don't need to grit and bear too hardcore right now. I mean, um, obviously don't just go in to go in, you know, for something that's, um, there's a really common misconception that if you go to the emergency room, you will get seen faster. And I can tell you right now, that's not absolutely not true. You know, working on the ambulance um, through my paramedic internship and all that stuff, sometimes we'd be sitting there with a patient waiting for over four hours just to get a bed at like certain hospitals. And uh, so, um, just keep that in mind. Going to the emergency room does not necessarily mean you're going to be seen any earlier. You know, make an 
an appointment, go in. Um, People should make these appointments, yeah, should see their doctors, yeah. still take care of some of their regular stuff like absolutely. blood pressure, diabetes, keep those tests going, things like yeah. that. Because I know even for me for a little while, you know, for about three weeks, I, I didn't even, you know, for, actually for about six weeks, I uh, kind of boycotted all appointments, you know, changed them, reset day. In a lot of cases, they were being canceled for me but uh, um, at the same time I you know I was not in a hurry to go get blood work done you know to yeah. go sit in in a lab with uh, 20 other people or getting their blood drawn for yeah. whatever reason so I can understand myself where I kind of avoided some of that for a little while but then you know uh, got right you know over the last probably month I, I jump back in there start scheduling appointments yeah. again and I think it's important also that people do take care of these uh, these routine things or if you've got something that you were maybe dealing with go get back to dealing with it again find out the answers that you need if you're dealing with some sort of uh, you know uh, I, I don't know whatever you got going on I think that uh, we shouldn't let this scare us into not going and taking care of things exactly and like you said you know you were saying you know people are avoiding going to the dentist and dying from you know infections I mean that's I mean you don't got these uh, these healthcare facilities—they've taken a lot of steps to make sure that they um, really protect you. So I wouldn't worry too horribly about that because you know doctors and nurses and everybody have always worn gloves, goggles, everything. So when you go in, um, yeah, of course your risk of getting it increases because that's where everybody's going who has it, especially in the emergency room. But if you if you got a problem, you got to take care of it. You know, like. Um, I believe that same thing. You got to get. You guys, you got to roll the dice. Yeah, got to take care of that, and then also take a look at some of the things that you're dealing with in your life and understand the odds. Yeah. Understand some of the percentages involved. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, most people have a, a higher uh, chance or percentage of, of dying from cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. And these are things that if they go unchecked, that's how they take you out. If you can get early detection, you've got a much higher survival rate. So. I encourage people to go out and, and if and, or if you have uh, detected something, then now follow through with it. Get the work done. Get the lab work done. Get the procedures in place so that you can uh, uh, begin, you know, fighting whatever it is that you need to. Uh, but I think that a lot of people have kind of taken that approach of putting, you know, letting fear kind of put them in a box, so to speak. And I, I don't like that because I'm seeing it out there with everything that's going on. Today we're kind of keeping the topic more around the COVID and things you can do. <clears throat> Those of you who've been listening to my podcast know that I'm much more political, politically oriented in a lot of things that I uh, focus on. But in this case today, I just want to pass on some good information since I had the opportunity to have uh, Austin on the show and talk about some of these things. So uh, before we uh, go ahead and close out the show, is there anything else that you'd like to share with uh, some of the people out here? Any, any last words of advice or something like that? No, I just, I just want to say... Uh got our puppy dog going off um but i uh, i just wanted to say um you know according to forbes magazine we are kind of starting to go through a little bit of a recession a, a little bump back from this because of a lot of small businesses kind of failing out there so i want to say definitely if you're going to go out um obviously take the precautions but definitely support your small businesses the best you can because they're having a really hard time right now especially in some of our communities here in placer county so I think that'd be good to get back out there if you have no underlying conditions or you are taking the proper precautions because all these small businesses are trying to 
help out and do their part with distancing and making sure that things are good. So. You know, we all jumped into this, uh, you know, everybody kind of owns a small business. You know, it's kind of the American dream. We wanted, we have a, a, an idea or or something that we think is, you know, going to help people and we, we, we put everything we have into it and you grow a little business. And, uh, you know, we're definitely not moguls. We're definitely not making, you know, uh, you know, we're not in the, those top tax brackets. But, you know, this is what the American dream was, was, was being able to have an idea, a concept or, or a passion and just get behind it and, and make a living and help people and inspire people and do all those wonderful things. So these small business owners, they need your help right now. And we're looking for your inspiration to get out there and help them a little bit because uh, they provide services that we all enjoy. And I thank you for bringing that up, Austin. You know, even on a side note of all this with the, uh, you know, economy the way it is right now, I think you're 100% correct. We need to uh, support our small local business because they've been the target of some things lately. And uh, a lot of them aren't coming back. But let's try and save as many as we can. That's some good advice, Austin. Anything else? Um take classes train learn train be prepared for life be prepared for life you know train if you go to college you're there learning uh whatever it is that you have a passion for uh get out there and and, and train and, and learn about it and and you know just develop the most confidence that you can and be as uh, as efficient as you can in whatever it is you choose to do uh and hi i highly recommend getting out there and if you are looking for firearm experience or some medical training when we talk about TAMS Pro or TCCC, look us up, go to our website, uh, take a look and take advantage of the expertise and the experience that we have and teaching you how to do things, how to protect yourself, how to be able to administer care to the people you love and possibly save lives. So take a look on our website. The Thames Pro class is coming up, and also the TCCC class is coming up, uh, www.protectionplustactics.com. Uh, also, love the comments, love the reviews, love all the things you guys are doing, supporting the podcast we put together and all of the training that we do do. I want to once again thank Austin for getting on the show here and helping out and just giving his advice and some of his experiences through this COVID, uh, this unique COVID experience that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 54 years old and I've never been through anything like this on a national level. I've been through quarantines and things in the Marine Corps and other countries, but never anything like this. And uh, once again, I'm going to thank Austin. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate you, brother. I, I appreciate all that you do. And uh, I'm sure that the people listening appreciate the advice you've given them. All right, everybody. Remember what we say here at Protection Plus Tactics. Come to train. Train to live. Be safe out there and have a great day. And we'll be back here with another podcast real shortly. Lots of great things to talk about. Lots of things on the horizon, uh, on the horizon coming up. And uh, there's some exciting things and exciting times ahead of us. All right, everybody, take care now. Have a great day. Bye now.